0: Welcome to Do a Blessing, CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. That is how I. Oh. So also is the spirit of God. We will see that in. We read some scriptures. I'm not going through. That so I just going to say that just to kind of touch on some things I was said last week. Is that is that when the, God told. Um, then to make a, hall, a holy oil, and you should anoint everyone, and everything in the tabernacle should be anointed. So, when people brought anything to the tabernacle to be used, what would, as once they anoint that thing, that thing is not, it doesn't belong to you again, it belongs to God. You know, I know that there are some places where people buy chairs and they write their name on the chair. And they say that, you know, this is a chair donated by family, so, 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 and at times it isn't good, but at times, you know, my dad, my dad, my dad was growing up, you know, they had their chair in their, you know, their family donated, and it's their family that sits on those chairs, okay. and uh, things like that, in the case of, uh, you know, it's like buying, um, what's they are buying what they call um, season tickets, <laughs> 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 you know, that for most generations, I don't know. I think it's a but, but but when God was saying, he said, once you have anointed the the utility in everything that's been, including the chairs, he said it will become most oil. Now, we now saw so that it's that same oil that they anointed David with and Saul with. The Bible says when the oil came on David, the spirit of God was on David from that day on. So what does that mean? That once that oil comes on that person, the spirit of God takes charge. It is. It becomes the property of that spirit. How do we know? Is that when they went now went to the people uh, Babylon, and they went to take cup from the house of God in in Israel, and they brought it and they began to use that cup to drink. While they are drinking, the one that owned the cup did a lesson on the board for them. And said, mene, mene, basically, your days are numbered. He said, We have weighed you. See, it was bad enough that they took the children of Israel as captive. But the problem was that they now had the boldness to take that cup to drink. To them, it was a normal cup. But the problem is that, that cup now became a property. So God now said that we have weighed you. That means. We have we we are trying to look at what audacity do you have to pick such a call to do? So we begin to see what are, what what we just what we started off by saying is that so we we're trying to describe that when the spirit takes charge of a particular thing, he <coughs> wants to take maximum ownership of it. He wants to take maximum ownership of it. So, as we begin to look at the Holy Spirit and, and his works, is that we would, I uh, just wanted to just point out something to us, you know, it is, uh, remember Sunday, and will bless God for the sacrifice, you know, uh, and as Christians also, see, so one of the challenges about sacrifice and things, even in Nigeria, the reality, in, in, in the hearts of the labors of our heroes past shall never be in vain. And and you have it every different version in different countries. But the problem is that when liberty is enjoyed so much for generations to come, they don't even know what it costs. They don't know what it costs. They don't know the sacrifice, the lives that have been laid down for those things that they're enjoying today. And it's not only comparable to things like this, but it's also comparable to the things of God that that Christ sacrificed itself for. People are now enjoying it without that understanding. So as they do remembrance, Jesus also said that when He said, "Take this communion, do it in remembrance of Me." Basically, you can. And it wasn't. He said He gave them all. He said the wine and the and the, and, the uh, and, and bread, which signifies His body and His blood. That means re- remember how I died. I love the song that says that Lord, Bring to remembrance the deaths that you died and the pain that you suffered. When the world is drawing you with their pleasure, let that be a remembrance. So we would see, let's go to Acts chapter. Um, as we look at the issue about Acts chapter two, uh, the, the verse thirty-seven to thirty-four, the Bible says, "And when the people had this, they were called to their heart. As said, brothers and sisters, what shall we do?" Um, Peter replied, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of of Jesus, of in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children." So basically what he's saying is that this is when Jesus died, part of the things that the thing that he, he gave, he, he bought with his blood, the, the grace that he gave to us was the Holy Spirit. And he said, he said and you shall receive the promise of God. The Bible says, in many words, in, in, in many, in, many, sorry, in many other words, he warned them and pleaded them with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. What does that mean? Why did put the word "save"? I like the word "save yourself." Is that if you do not understand the workings of the Holy Spirit, you will not survive this generation. So he said, after he has said this and many other words, he warned them and he begged them that please save yourself. So once you neglect this gift of the Holy Spirit, it is going to be a challenge for you and I to able to be able to save ourselves. Jesus was saying to us in John chapter 14 verse 17, Jesus said, and I've Jesus said, the helper is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Now, the world will not be able to receive him. So it's not everybody that has access to the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says that because it does not see him, or know him. Now ina said, but you know him, because he remains with you, I will be with you. Now I have highlighted the aspects of knowing him. It is important that we come to a point where you know the Holy Spirit. Where you know the Holy Spirit. And we we'll begin to discover, see, there are there are people who know okay, let me put it this way: is that I am buying At my workplace, some people know me as an accountant. Some people have no understanding of being a pastor. Some people know me as so, but if you ask my colleagues, who is the customer accountant of the church, They will say, Is Adi. Because they know me. If they ask people here, say, Who is the pastor of the church? They will say, Adi or Bio. And things are like yet. You know, I, 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 I've had occasions where people came to church and were asking. It happens so many times. Say, Who is the pastor of the church? Like, and somebody came to come and said, Oh, that's the pastor of the church. And the woman came and the woman said, Sorry. Who's the pastor of the church? I said I said I said ah the pastor is not around. But well, what do you want the pastor to say? Tell the pastor this sentence. Okay, I would I would give her I'll give him time message. You know? that that somebody went in trance, some prophets came. So somebody went in trance for this, and some prophets came and they came and they were like, ah, you guys are not doing this. Keep and this and that. Harry, you should get um a bon, uh, coconut. That evil spirit people are watching what is going on. Get a, uh, a coconut yeah. and the eyes of the coconuts, You begin to read something and you yes, you you not smash it. You block um, out at the eyes yeah. and things like so and things that. And so. As finding enough, one of them that came with them was son and I know, so they were like, "Ah, where, where is the, ah, where is the pastor?" And things like that. And they were saying somebody. So people pointed to me. He said, "Ah, no, 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 no." They said, "I meet, where is the pastor?" Ah. And I told "I said, no, he, he knows the pastor. Speak to him. <laughs> Speak to him." And they said, "Okay, where did the pastor come, say this and this and this." When they finish, thank you, brother. But he said, I, I, know, I hope you to have what I said. To pass it on to the pastor, definitely. Once the pastor comes, I'll not said okay. And then, like, you know, God, the first way you come and give that, what will happen? <laughs> Amen. So, you know, but what I'm trying to say is, aside from that, is is this, is that you can know the Holy Spirit in different dimensions and not have, it don't have of you. Somebody may know him as the thing that shakes me. That is not that is that is not a, a total understanding of the Holy Spirit. You can have people who have who have experience of the Holy Spirit and they are the, the perspective of who they the function of who they know is different. The problem is that they have not come to know him, they have only known his effects. And Solomon was, so David was speaking to Solomon in first, in first Chronicles. He said that, he said, as for you, Solomon, my son, know, know the God of your fathers. He said, have personal knowledge of him. Be acquainted with him. Understand him. Appreciate heed and cherish him. He said, be acquainted. You need to understand him. Before he now said, serve him, because you. He was saying Solomon, you cannot serve this God well except you know him. Except you know him. Now, as we begin to look at the Holy Spirit, as in the, we've talked about, I'm just going to point out a couple of things about him as we as we look even a little bit further this Sunday. Luke chapter nine verse fifty three to fifty two or fifty three to fifty five. He went on. He said, "He said, but they did not receive him because his face was set for Jerusalem to join Jerusalem. So Jesus wanted to go somewhere, and some people said, oh, well, he, he doesn't have our time. He's actually going to another place. He just wants to brighten and he just.' So the Bible says they did not receive him. So the Bible says, and his disciples James and John saw this." And and they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire and to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? And Jesus turned and booked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are. Do you know that Jesus did not say to them, you cannot call down fire? What made them feel that they can call down fire? Because they have the power. They know they have the power. They are not talking as if somebody that is... They know they have the power to call down fire. And Jesus never said, uh, you are not graduated in order to call down fire. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, he rebukes them and he said, you do not know the manner of spirits that you are of. What I'm trying to say, what Jesus was saying is that, you have not come to learn to live under the governance of the spirits. It is not everything you have the power to do that you do. If you don't understand the governance of the spirits, You would end up with the wrong spirits. Somebody can be committing adultery and still be giving accurate prophecy. It is because that person has the gift but does not know the spirit. He doesn't have the nature of the spirit. So once you come under the governance of the spirits, you will discover that there are certain things you can do. But you are forbidden from doing it. Jesus said, I can call down fire from heaven. But he understood, he said, he said no, he said, he said, I can ask my father to send angels. But he refused to do it, because he understood <coughs> that under governance, it is not profitable. when you will begin to do that also, you begin to discover that you may have, as the Spirit of God begins to grow in your life, you will begin to gift, you begin to discover that you can do so many things. But the more you begin to understand who the Holy Spirit is, there are certain things you will not engage in. People who do not understand the governance of the Holy Spirit can, will live their lives anyway because they will say, after all, the gift is growing. After all, I can after all, I can heal the sick. After all, when I speak in other tongues, the whole place shakes. It is because that person has lacked governance. They do not understand the spirits that they are looking for. So what Joseph was saying is that it is not that you cannot call that fire. But the problem why you think you can call that fire at will. It's because you do not understand the spirit that you are under. See, you can have I used to say I was saying to the professor, I said, see, at times when you believe that you had something from God, you need to first of all hearts. What is the interest of God in what you are I had a dream some many, many years ago when I was still in New York. Going much into videos, but there was a servant of God who was, about, who was known across the nation. And he was about to make a mistake. And I was sleeping in my was there. And God told this and this and the events this man is about to do. It is going to cost him this. I, 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 I woke up and I was like, God, do you know the first thing I said? I said, God, I don't know how to speak it in English, you of, um, kind of but, And I said, God, what you have shown me about this man, if I look in mistake, that is how you show somebody else. But somebody else, I said, I said, God, so help me. But somebody else saw that same vision and stood on the pulpit. And begin to say that, ah, that man is useless. Do you know why I did it? That man fell mm-hmm. but was restored. The one that shouted on the group is, is not a Babadawu. Because you do not know the manner of the spirit you are working I'm not saying Babadawu, just. Babadawu. I'm trying to say is that, do you understand the God, do you, are you aware of the person of the Holy Spirit or you are just interested (coughs) in the functions of it. The problem is that if you are not careful, that person will gradually become, because you do not understand the nature of the Spirit. You do not understand the nature of So you can do certain people can do certain things. I'm not saying that thing we are all work in progress, but people are so comfortable with it. People are so comfortable with it. You know, the, the servant of God was talking to me, he was bothered and when he called me. He said, Ah, Pastor. He said, Ah, he said, ah. He, said, he, said he said, he said, I met some prophets today. I said, What happened? He said, he told me, he said, the prophet he said, a very senior prophet. He said, he said you are not, you are not a, a, a prophet of God. I said, ah. Where did you that is what did you say that? To that? He, said, ah, he said, He said, Can you sleep with the woman That is not your wife, and I can stand up and give a whole prophecy. I said, go to church and go and that he said you are not a prophet. Because if that is the definition of prophets, then you better not be a prophet. What has brought about that is that people do not know the manner of the spirit they are working for. And as we begin to go further, we begin to know, and it is important that as God begins to allow us to grow in the gift, allow us to grow in strength, is that we understand the manner of the spirit we are working for. Can I tell you one thing? You can ministry now. I can ministry now and the Spirit of God is offended about something that I have said, it will not stop me from, from continuing to talk, I, would, if I'm conscious, I would know it's offended. You could be offended at anything. It could be, and we will look at those things, you could be... You know, people would give testimony, they are giving someone, and they are embellishing the story. They say that so that people's faith can hold. I guarantee you the person of the Holy Spirit, etc. If you're in you think I'm trying to say the person of the Holy Spirit has come back. Are you conscious about about the Holy? Are you conscious about the person of the Holy Spirit, or you are just happy to just keep functioning? And just do things and you say, you know, it is not, you know. I've seen people who would, you know, people would, uh, oh God, not of these are going God, help us in, in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, because if you are not careful, you will end up, you know, it's not only in our culture, you know, I told you there's, there's a pastor that's, a white pastor that I know who went to do minister some ministration somewhere, and they finished the ministration. And by the time they got downstairs, people were sitting in the auditorium. God had just moved. The power of God literally moved. And by the time he got downstairs, on the three-day conference, by the time he got downstairs and saw the other pastors who were in, ministry in, the, in the in the what's it called, in the pastor's chamber, they were, hot, they were, they were hot, um sniffing cocaine. And he was like, what has just happened? People are just being, people were led to Christ upstairs. People were healed. Yeah. But by the time he got downstairs the people, the reason why he got free is that like, people were still talking to him. So he was saying, and let me go and join my fellow pastors. They he just saw that everybody had their jackets off and they, they were all surrounded the building, <coughs> And he looked around and he saw this white thing that they were. He said, Come and join us. say, is that not the Spirit of God that it is? The problem is that they don't know the manner of the Spirit they are working for. That is why the Bible would say that people will get to heaven and they say, we did this in your name, we did that in your name, so we don't know you. Because you do not understand the manner of the Spirit you are working for. If a man gets to understand the manner of the Spirit that they are working for, you would... I God grants us grace in the name of yeah. Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians uh, chapter four, and I'll just explain that to, uh, the Bible. I, 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 I many of us read the scripture that says that do not, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, and people say that ah, uh, maybe when you are maybe you are doing the service and celebrating something ah, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, yes I no, but let's read the scripture. The Bible says, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hand to do good work and give generously to others in it. Do not use foul or abusive language. He said, Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words would encourage others and to those who hear um, and to those who hear who, who hear them. Let's go on, please. He said, and do not bring sorrow, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by the way you live. See, there are people who the Holy Spirit has, they are functioning but the person of the Holy Spirit has stronger. How many people use foul language? Ah, <laughs> oh, God help us. The when you begin to understand the nature of the spirit you are working for, you will begin to control yourself because you know. He said, He said, remember that he has, he, he has identified you as his own, guarantee that you will be saved on the day of redemption. He said, get rid of all bitterness, rage, harsh words, slander, and all, as well as all types of evil behavior instead. Basically, what he's saying is that these things will bring the Holy Spirit to grief. So when they say, "Do not grieve the Holy Spirit," what grieves the Holy Spirit? It's not only when they let me talking and you say, "Ah, do not grieve the Holy Spirit." No, the way you live your life. Why would I now? Have you ever seen somebody who's fighting with somebody, and you are standing there trying to separate them? And why you're trying to separate them, they just throw their hand and hit your face. They are trying to say, "Did not see you?" They very day that ah, can you not see that you're hitting me? They, you know, it is <laughs> that fight that we are so much that is how we begin when the Holy Spirit is standing next to He just hits his face. As far as they are concerned, it is the person are dealing with uh, the evangelicals. But what you don't know is that there is three people in that conversation. There is the person of the Holy Spirit standing there and there is you and there is the other. So Paul was calling their attention is that you can grieve the Holy Spirit All of that means that you he said by the way you live. So it is when you begin to understand these things, the way you live your life, you will be conscious that this person here, he said because he is the one that can guarantee your redemption. So once you are used to grieving him, at times you will not know when he has left. Some people do not even know when this is offended because they are so used to ignoring him. that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter, you know, and the gift still comes and performs. And we go, ah, you know, I I was saying I had I had a misunderstanding some time ago with my wife. And she wasn't happy with certain things and you know and we went I went to a program on Friday. And I went to that program and I ministered and speak of God in the office. And so she was already saying, well, we are, we are, you know, maybe I was wrong was those this kind of stuff. So on Sunday morning, we so saw Sunday morning, she asked, she was, and I, said, I, I was trying to, I came back late on Saturday, it was on Saturday, I went from that room, I came back very late, so she, she had slept. So we were speaking on Sunday morning, she was like, ah, go back, to, go to talk and go and do your normal thing, and do you minister, you do this, you do that. After all, you know, the speed of God will flow. And, you will see that and things like that. I can remember that I said, uh, I said I have I have learned not to be stupid in that way. In the sense that I will not be grieving the Holy Spirit. See, those things that you are doing is is performance. The person is offended. I would rather try my best to resolve that issue than to map the problem the difference is somebody knows the gift, but that person knows the person. Does that make sense? So, the person of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit were to say to you, in the last one month, how many times do you think you are gifted? May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So I just wanted to point out the person so that we can know. Because see, the journey that as God is taking us higher, certain places God will not bring you into, except you begin to understand and acknowledge the person you are working with. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, There are certain things that Revelations, Revelations chapter one. So one of the things that you would see that the Holy Spirit does, as we as we move a little bit quicker, is that He is the one that transports you into the presence of God. So the Revelation says, it says, "Come up higher," He said, and I will show you what must take place after this. The Bible says, "At once I was in the Spirit." So that which transforms you into understanding the that which connects you to the direct throne of God is the Holy Spirit. Now, it, it is the desire of God. He has always been the desire, even of His servants. When we, um, uh, Numbers chapter eleven, verse twenty-nine, Moses said, "Are you jealous for my sake?" He said, <coughs> "I wish that all." He said, he said, "He said, I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets." And the Lord will put his Spirit on them. So, one desire of God is that you and I will come into the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Will come into the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Who who are prophets? Those who can connect heaven and bring what heaven is saying to earth. So, Moses said, I wish that all the people of God are prophets. What he's saying doesn't mean necessarily you should be a prophet and have your staff. He's saying that I wish that you can connect the throne of heaven at every time to always reveal to the people around them what the mind of God is. So, the Holy Spirit is that vehicle that connects heaven and earth and that's Grace is available to every child of God. To every child of God. One of the things why we need the grace of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go to First Corinthians chapter two, and, uh, verse ninety-two. The Bible says, "However." He said, what no eyes have seen, what no ears have heard, no human mind can receive the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. These things, God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. So what He's saying is that certain things, when it comes to the things of God, that your mind cannot comprehend, it is the job of the Holy Spirit to reveal it to us. The Bible says the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For no man knows the thoughts except the man's own spirit within them. So what it's saying is that the best your spirit can capture or know is things that pertain to your life. Things that you have stored in your mind. But when it comes to the things of God, the only one that has access to bring it to us Is the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible says that in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except by the Holy Spirit. And what we have received, sorry, we haven't received the word, the Spirit of the world, but what, what, what I'm trying to say here is that we're talking about it is the Spirit of God that connects the mind of God to us is the spirit of God that connects the mind of God to us. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So it man was not designed to function in this world without God. And one of the ways by which we you know the Bible says that the Bible, the Bible says that do not drink drunken wine over the Holy Spirit. He said, talking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Amen. So when we gather like this. One of the things that I want us to know as we gather like this is that this gathering, you did not, you did not find you, it may appear like you found your way down here, but it is the spirit of God that gathers his way. So you go to Acts chapter 20, verse 28. The Bible says that the Bible says, Keep watch over yourself and the flock. Which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So it is the Holy Spirit that chooses and says, You know, I want you to oversee this people. And he said, Be shepherds of the church which he bought with his own blood. I say this to people. There are times when I speak to. See, if I have uh, tried to, to communicate to somebody. Actually, when he was in the church and he a struggle for me, I go to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I did not make myself your pastor. It's the Holy Spirit that brought you and I together. Does that make sense? Because if you are not, somebody was asking me about some, a pastor that was just obtained and they were saying that he's having struggles, certain things, I how would I said, no, I said, he needs to learn to rely on the one that's with him and Basia. I was dealing with an incident at the time. <coughs> but it was, sorry, I didn't say something about what I'm saying. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, you know, um, So, the Bible says that the flock, by which the Holy Spirit has made over us here. So, what I am first of all saying is that you did not find your way here. I too did not find my way here by myself. It was the Holy Spirit that gathered you. It is yes. Okay, then somebody say no. Somebody, somebody told me, and I came here. You know when Jesus? When was it? Um, this one I was sitting under the tree. Yeah, that he went to Nathaniel. to Nathaniel that was sitting under the tree. And, and his brother came to call him and said, I, I have found the Messiah. And as he was coming, what Jesus did was said, I have seen you while you are sitting under the tree. Basically, Jesus said, I knew they were going to call you. You thought that it was somebody that called you, but I was the one calling you. you got kind of understanding the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we see here, why, why am I... Alluding to this is that as you begin to come together and as you begin to see the functions of the Holy Spirit, certain things that He does, you can also come to God and say, Holy Spirit, you brought me here. And I know you have not brought me here, here. in vain. You have not brought me here in vain. The Bible says that, the, the Bible says that, it says, it says, um, Now, Jesus began to talk about the Holy Spirit. He was saying that the Holy Spirit is the one that would would, he has a way of bringing the realities of what Jesus is teaching to you. So Jesus said in John chapter 16 verse 12 Jesus said that there is so much more I I, I want to say to, to you but you cannot bear them. In ourself, But when the spirit of truth comes, it will guide you into all truth. Please, do you know that there is a difference in it will tell you all truth? Sometimes people hate it and say, I believe it will tell me all truth. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said it will guide you into the truth. There is a difference in knowing about the truth and, become, and finding yourself inside the truth. So the function of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is saying, I am only telling you, but when, he said, I have more to say to you. But what the Holy Spirit will do is that it will bring you into a reality of truth. There are certain things that as you walk with God and the Holy Spirit begins to, you will not be able to explain to people. But you know, I don't know if I've ever explained it before, that You are. People are saying, "How did you come to this position?" And you cannot explain. People say, "You see, you see, you can't, you can't explain." No, because the Holy Spirit will not only tell you the truth; it will bring you into the truth. It will bring you into the truth, and when it brings you, when it brings you. into the truth, the truth will become so real to you. And this is needed, even as you go through different aspects of your life. <coughs> that people, that's what the Bible calls peace that surpasses understanding. Basically, it cannot be understood, but you are peace. Somebody has said to me one and said, Ah. Why did they put it? state? said, oh, are you not? Don't you understand, don't you understand what is going on. But the, well, you have come to a position of peace. Because the Holy Spirit have brought, brought you into that position. Let me also say this, and I will bring this to the Scriptures quickly. There are times where you are not seeing what God has promised you. Now, there is even between hypo. And you know, feeling good, but there's difference question by it. you just know you have not, you don't have it. Even in may come and cover it up, but there's in the deep, deep, deep inside of you, you it's as if you know that you have this in Let me give you another example now. This is not head knowledge, there are times where you would be settled in your mind that you belong to God. You may not be able to you may not be able to analyze it. This is not that, ah, I know myself. No, you just, there is a truth that settles in your mind. That's why the Bible says the Spirit of God will, will, um, We'll, uh, what the Bible says, the spirit of bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. Now, this one is not, I don't know how best to put it. You, you see, there are people who think that, you know, ah, they make a, or rule our law. And things like that. But, that. but that is not what I'm talking about. You just have this you know within yourself that you are at peace with God. Situations around you may not appear like that, but you know. That's what Jesus was saying, that he will guide you into the truth. So one of the things that the Holy Spirit does is to bring you, so God may be saying certain things to you, but the Holy Spirit will bring you into that reality, even though you have not seen it yet. That's why you see people who would who are ready to lay down their life for the gospel. Not because they are strong-headed, not because they are they are they are they are they are motivated by people, they just know in their mind that this is the way. Challenges may come and you may feel like, ah, am I on the right path? Oh, and this and that, but after all the wind, it's as if it's a pole that is. You know, uh, the wind blows it there. The wind blows it there, and uh, this. the time everything comes back to that, you just. At the end of it, you just know that this is the right thing. Amen. 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 See, the problem about what I'm teaching now is that you have not it before. You see what I'm saying. And the the, the issue with that is that it is. It it, you are guided into (coughs) that truth. But one thing I want you to know at least at the basic minimum, at the bare minimum is to know that it is a tool available by the Spirit. It's a tool available by the Spirit. So the Bible says it it will only speak what it hears and it will tell you what is to come. It will glorify me and not himself. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now what the Holy Spirit does? the Holy Spirit also testifies about Jesus. So when you are testifying about, when you are talking about Jesus, the Holy Spirit will be there to be testifying about him. So Jesus said in John, Jesus said that, John chapter 15, Jesus said that he would, he said he will testify about me and you also must testify for you have been with me for the beginning. So Jesus is saying, this is how it is going to work. You have been with me from the beginning. You will testify about it. And while you are testifying, the Holy Spirit mustn't testify. Let us see this come into action in Acts. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. The Bible says, And God of our ancestors has raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging on the cross. God has exalted him and given him. Um, at the right hand as a prince and saviour that it might bring Israel to repentance and forgiveness of sins. Now, 32. He said, we "We are witnesses of these things. So is the Holy Spirit. Who God has given to those who obey. So you were not there on Calvary. You were not there physically how Jesus died. But one thing the Holy Spirit will be first of God doing for you is that it will bring that reality, that situation, to a reality in your mind. You may not, you may, you people may be saying to you, "How can you believe in somebody that died two thousand years ago?" Have you heard of before? Yeah. Somebody that died two thousand years ago and like that. But the Holy Spirit will be bringing that thing to a reality in your mind. You would say that yes, I understand what you are saying makes sense because I was not there 2,000 years ago. But as you are going, you will still feel that the Holy Spirit will be testing, will be bringing the reality of the death of Christ to you. So Jesus was saying that you will be witnessing, but the Holy Spirit will also witness. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Amen. So, as we proceed, as children of God, I want you to be conscious that you are not the only one meant to testify. The Holy Spirit is there with you, witness. How does He do it? Do it at times. The Bible says He follows. When disciples went about to preach, God was confirming their words with signs and wonders. So there is people will say, ah, Jesus is the way. I believe in the name of Jesus, and in the name of Jesus, this and this and this, there is many to come and testify to so what is this person is, saying is true. Does that make sense to us? Amen? Amen. So the Holy Spirit is a witnessing spirit. It is not only witnessing in you, But as you begin to live this reality, you you begin to witness outside. But the witness will first of all start inside of you. One thing the Holy Spirit does is that as the Holy Spirit testifies within us, He also testifies with us as we go. So, as you call the name of Jesus in situations, as you are praying, the Holy Spirit is that's why the Holy Spirit is praying with us because it is a two way journey. So, where you are saying, God, I need a witness that Jesus is alive, you should say, Yes, I am here. That is my job. To join you in this journey to begin to uh, put a confirmation to it. The Bible says in Ephesians, the Bible says, you were also included in Christ when you had the message of truth and the gospel of salvation. He said, when you believed, you were marked with a seal. The promise of the Holy Spirit, who God, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance of redemption. So one thing the Holy Spirit does, when he said when you when you you were included in Christ, so the day you gave your life to Christ, you were put in a box, as it were, all Jesus. And you now put a seal on it. And that seal, the Bible says that seal is the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit does is that it is like a guarantee, a deposit. that number one. One of these the Holy Spirit guarantees is that it guarantees your inheritance in God. When you go to. Have you heard about. when you, when somebody, when I give you a voucher, I go to the shop to go and you take that voucher. That voucher is a guarantee that you have your bank statement when you deposit and you give you debit a or of is proof, evidence. That thing is not money, but it's evidence that you have money somewhere. So the Holy Spirit is. A guarantee that God has deposited in you. i do not worry, we're going to begin to, be to So he's saying that he says, he said, who is guaranteeing, is guaranteeing our, our, our inheritance. So when so when as a Christian, when you when the storm of life comes, the Holy Spirit will be saying, I am still here. I am the proof that you need that he belongs to God. Because everything around us may not guarantee, but the Holy Spirit is the guarantee. At times people are looking for guarantee everywhere. Ah, God, yes. if you are truly the, the one that, that has called me, oh yeah, let food come, let let somebody bring money for me. I you see, I didn't God, if somebody does not bring money by tonight, then that means that you are, <laughs> are not my God. I'm going to say, unfortunately, that is not the guarantee heaven. We have given you the guarantee. The guarantee is the Holy Spirit. Any other thing that God does at times is just for you to just feel good about yourself. But that is not the guarantee. The major guarantee that he gives is the Spirit. That is why we cannot afford to grieve the Holy Spirit. Because it's the guarantee that you have. And as we come to the place of prayer, is that when the. When. In those days, when the king is sending a letter, he puts his seal on it. That seal is to ensure. That nobody opens up that, that package until he gets to his destination. It's as if you have you sent some money and you know there's some boxes that they have security code. That that code you cannot once you if you break that code, by the time you get to the destination, you know somebody has to, to you. Yes. And so it is where I am calling us to the place of prayer is that it is wrong for an evil spirit to have access into my life because I have been sealed. As long as I am not the one trying to unseal myself, but as long as I am sealed, then no matter, see, when you have a container that is sealed, And it's water. No matter how many, how much water is around that thing, the water will never be able to get inside. Why? Because it is sealed. So I might be going through different things. It may be coming, hitting me here, hitting me there. In fact, it may be a generational issue that is like I am just overwhelmed. What the Bible is saying that that sin will show. that it will not get inside of And our prayer, as we call to the place of prayer, is that we are saying, God, my children are sealed by the Spirit of God. It is forbidden for an evil spirit to enter. my my marriage everything that pertains to me is sealed because when i gave, when i had the message of christ that day they brought me into receive seal one thing i want us to know is that when you see see there was one day i was in my in my in, was it secondary school then or I don't know when secondary school or so I I did not notice this until much later. I it was when second one happened that I remember the first one. I was walking, we were still living in Praja I was walking past our house the other side and I was greeting, we were greeting people. I was just greeting people and somebody, some person said, so there were two old men talking. And I went and now said and less sound, and things like that. But you know, my child, and, and things like that. So I he greeted me very. So I had one of them say, Who is he? That's a path. my life, I remarked my, ah. my, 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 don't stay away from that one that is <laughs> going. Today I knew I was sitting in a drinking today. And there's this man that used to do. Uh, there's a shop, but that man is uh, he's very. Auto- I don't know how person to put it in English. of Google as you know, um, yeah, people who do all of. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you but people who do magic, who who, who get involved in fetching things. I didn't know as at that time, so I was. Hmm? I was eating. Uh, so no, I came this wanna buy something. So I now sneezed. So, as I sneezed, the, the mass response would be a young woman. He said, hey! I'm gonna have that I'm gonna have that opportunity. Honestly, I was like, what is he talking about? At my workplace, I shared this with her. My previous workplace. I was working on something and there was one one old elderly man came. He's um, sick, and he came and was helping me out. And my and one of my friends, better me, now saw him and he said, "Ah, Aden, you are you know, you are so popular. And things like that. You see, you are, this kind of people are, are helping you out. And things like that." And I said, "I, I don't know. I was just." And the man said, "He said that, he said if only." You know, um, no, he, he said, don't thank me. Thank me. I said, thank you, sir. I said, don't thank you. Okay, before Benjamin came, I said, thank you, sir. I said, don't thank me. Thank the man upstairs. That's what he said. So I thought it was my boss. So when Benjamin came, he now said, if you know the God, this boy is happy. That's what he said. You will join me to walk for What they saw was a seed, and what I am bringing you to to uh, to consciousness is that as you are going, there is a seed on you. You may not; those who know stuff, when they see you, they know that there is a seed over your life. Amen. And that is where our prayer is going. (coughs) See, like I said, I don't, I I I think I've said it before, I don't carry the Bible to my own place. I think the people know that I'm a pastor and I count as them. But that's deep. It opened my eyes that, ah, actually, people are seeing something that I do not know. And I can tell you all and all of different it is for you to know there is a sin. There was a very sad event that happened in church one right? day. We were doing service. And God, there was somebody that visited us from another place. And you know someone say it's a very sad event. And God said, I should anoint known it. That's it. So we anointed the person to have a Only for the person to get to church, to their church on Sunday. You know, it was Friday, so at least the, the oil would have passed. And he asked him, where did you go? And he first of all thought, ah, no, when we are being in church, he said, no, where did you go over the weekend? Said you, you think you can? Angels, God gave us But what happened was that a seal was placed on him as he moved back into that environment. And when those who know know, once they saw him, they knew this one had the seal. I'm saying to you that once you are conscious of the seal of God in your life at your workplace, you'll be responding based on the seed that is upon your life. I understand there is racism and I know that it does happen. But I have, I have believed something that nobody can see their creator and, and victimize their creator. I am not their creator. So there is a sin that is placed on my life. So when you see me, either black, (coughs) pink, or whatever it is, to me, it doesn't matter. You might have that opinion of racism, but I have an identity that is confirmed in my heart. And that is the approach I am coming to you by. And I begin to see, by God's mercy, people who are white, who will call, they were having a meeting, and I called one of my bosses. And the other person, who was a lady, called and said, uh, I was listening to her on the background, the back of the phone, she was saying, uh, who are you talking to? He said, I did. He said, I ah, would not drop the food without speaking to his mother. She's white, and okay? When I had probably at war, he said, do I, I will travel all the way to, I think it was um, somewhere in Newcastle, or whatever it's from London. He said, I will make sure I, I'm prepared to go there and have a meeting with them on this issue. People at my mom will say, Ah, you, we don't even know which one you are. You are not, not behaving like us, black people. I said, I said, it's not that I identify as being black. But what I am what I am leaning on is that I have a seal on my life that when you see me, you are not seeing my heart. See, what I'm trying to say is that once you begin to approach situations like that, see, those who do intervention, when they approach people, they, they, they believe that when you see them, those who are not bound that. They, see, they believe that when you see them, you are not seeing their, their self because they believe so much in that power. How come you don't believe in the seal of the Spirit upon your life? And you are approaching situations and saying, hey, this is how they treat all of us. No. If I go to that meeting, you are not seeing me. Mm-hmm. This thing you see, excuse me, if I am included inside something, how can you see me? The Bible says I am hidden in Christ. How can you see me? Does it make sense that you can see me? Amen. Amen. <laughs> So the seal of the Holy Spirit is not only to make sure you are delivered it's, it's to, to a point, it's to make sure that nothing gets inside of you. And if something is trying to find its way, you have the right to say, excuse me, this place is sealed. You have no right to break the seal. May God grant us grace in the name of Christ. So, the works of the Holy Spirit. Those two legs is what we're going to run up. One is the seal, and two is the witness. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.